0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. If everyone in this room simply reached out to one person a week beginning now in a year, we would have reached out to 4,420 people. And that's just a guess on the 85. Say 80, 85. Wow. Someone say wow. All right. Let's get into the word. Let's continue the classics. The title of today's message, it's the classics, but it's what God does. What God does. You guys remember the story of the Israelites in Egypt? You remember they were in bondage, they were oppressed. They were, man, you, you've heard the old spiritual songs that oppressed so hard they couldn't stand. They were whipped, they were beaten, they were there for hundreds of years in Egypt. And it got to the place where God was ready to get them out of Egypt. He's always ready to get us out, but sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes we aren't ready. We don't understand all of that. Say, why did God keep his people in Egypt? Well, he was multiplying them. They were in the greatest empire of the world at that time. That's what Egypt was. There was plenty of food and sustenance. There was work. They lived in the land of Goshen before before the pharaohs started to oppress them. So God's hand was on them there in Egypt in a foreign country. They didn't have a country of their own yet, and God has his reasons for keeping them there. He was proving them. He was trying them. He was teaching them. He was multiplying their numbers, but how many of you know we get to a point where we need to come out of Egypt? You can't stay there forever. You can't stay there forever. I don't know what it is about humanity, what it is about You can call it the carnal mind, the fleshly nature, the natural man or woman apart from God. You can look back on the worst times in your life sometimes and go, yeah, but I miss this and I miss that. Not if it's of the devil. Not if it's of the world. That that ain't no good. And many of you can tell. You say, man, I'm not even an old timer yet. Yeah, but you can tell people, "Don't you don't want the world. I tried that. That's Egypt. So Israel was oppressed. They were depressed. They were stepped on. They were second class citizens. At some point. The Pharaoh imposed a form of abortion. After birth abortion. He said, hey, he told the midwives. He said, hey, when the, the Hebrew ladies are given birth, if it's a boy, kill him." The Hebrew ladies, I forget their names, the two midwives, they, they didn't listen to the Pharaoh. Scripture says because they didn't listen to that evil order, God blessed them and gave them homes of their own. But you know what they told, they told Pharaoh? They said, oh, Pharaoh, you know, Hebrew women are lively. By the time we show up at their house, they've already given birth. We can't kill the babies. Kind of a weird excuse, right? But hey, they weren't going to kill them babies. And then at some point, Pharaoh told his people, get all the little boys that you see, the Hebrews, and throw them into the River Nile. Destroy them. That was Satan trying to destroy God's people before they ever had a chance to reach the promise that God had for them. Does that, does that ring true in your ears? Did, God, did, did the enemy try to destroy you before the promise ever happened? Some of you have been given the promise and it hasn't happened yet, and you feel like you're dead in the water already. I hate to use that word. You say, Man, I, I'm stuck. I'm going in circles. I'm in the doldrums. Have you ever heard that word? The dro- doldrums is a sea term. There's an area, I believe it's north of South America, where you get out in the water and your, your ship just goes in circles because of the current. They call it the doldrums. You go zero, you go nowhere. And you're stuck in the current going in circle. Humans have the doldrums many times. You say, man, I'm spinning my wheels. Uh, I I don't feel rested. I'm struggling. Everybody goes through tough seasons, but we are not going to stay there. The old song says that's not scriptural, but we can almost make it scriptural. If you're going through hell, keep going. Don't stay there, right? Don't stop. Don't get a room for the night. Don't stay. Don't, no, 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 no. Get out of there. Keep walking. Let God take you through. There is hope. And God, God has a plan and a purpose, and this is what God does. So they were oppressed so hard. And near the end of their oppression, God, God must have been moving on Moses' heart. Remember, he was raised in Pharaoh's household. One day he saw someone beating one of his fellow Israelites. So the Bible says Moses looked around, so he must have been planning on doing it. It was premeditated, and he killed the Egyptian. Well, when he did, Pharaoh wanted to kill him. He had to escape. So at some point, for Moses to come back to Israel and be the deliverer God had called him to be, remember? That Pharaoh had to die. So that is where we begin our story today. Exodus 2.23. Check this out with me if you would. Exodus 2.23. Years passed. Someone say years. And the king of Egypt died. So there's a new Pharaoh. There's always a new Pharaoh. But the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery you know scripture even talks about sighing have you ever gone through a season of sighing I have they say that's one of the signs of anxiety too you man you're struggling so bad you're just you're sighing trying to catch your breath some of you have been there some of you may be going through it right now some tough seasons. I told you about the tough season I've been going through last Sunday. But God is with me. God is with you. But the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help. Someone say they cried out. And their cry rose where? Up to God. Mm. God heard their groaning. And he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and he knew It was time to act. Is that important? Wow. Let's pray. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, we honor you today. We worship you. We thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for the discussion of your word. We thank you for your written word. We thank you for the rhema word. That's your word. When we speak it, we honor you. and We know that you will always honor your word, and your word is lifted high. It is the word of your power. You get things done by your word and the things that you proclaim. So speak to us through that same word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've got the backstory, story. And the first thing we notice, though, is, man, when you're going through the roughest of times, let me just see a show of hands. How many of you have been through a time at some point within the last year? You say, man, I had some tough days at least in the last, within the last calendar year, within the last 52 weeks. Mm -hmm. that's life, isn't it? Some of you, it was grief. You lost a parent or relative. Some of you, you had a relationship. There was a death of a relationship. You've had to grieve that. Some of you, man, it was heartbreak or disappointment. Whatever it was, you say, man, I was under oppression. I was going through it. I felt like I was in slavery. Even though I'm a believer, I was struggling. Well, guess what? I have good news for you. My first point today, according to that text, is this is what God does. He hears. God hears. That same God that you pray to, mm, He hears. Let's go to 1 John 5, 14. And we are confident that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. That's real simple, isn't it? And since we know He, there's that word again, and since we know He hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Let's go back to that first verse, and I want to read through both of those. We're confident that he hears. Someone say hears. He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. Let's go on to the next verse. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Let's linger there a moment. Now, some of you are not the best listeners. Listeners. I'm able to say that from a place of humility and authority because I think sometimes I am not the best listener. No, not I think. Let me take it back. My wife's in the crowd. I know I'm not the best listener all the time. I can say men. I can say, oh, men, they make jokes about men not listening. Let me just tell you the truth. I'm a good man. I got a lot going for me. I try. I love God. I know his word. I read his word. I honor and love my wife. But I humbly say today, I am not always the best listener. And my wife my wife will even tell me, baby, you've got to really hear me. I'm so grateful this morning that my God and your God, he actually hears. He hears everything. Did you know scripture says that he actually stores your tears in a bottle. He's listening so well that he's he's gathering up your tears and your prayers as incense to himself and he keeps record and keeps track of that. He's such a good listener. Now, I have seasons of better listening. I've had people come to see me as a pastor where I didn't talk much and I just listened and they said, man, pastor, thank you so much. You helped me. And I thought you worked it all out by yourself. I didn't didn't say much just because I was hearing them. Once again, my wife will say, I need you to hear me out. I need to talk something through with you when I'm listening. Well, it helps. It helps her to work that out. We have that relationship with God. I need that at times with my wife. Say, man, I just need you to hear me. I just need to talk this out. Why is that so important? Well, when you're heard, there's that word again, when you're heard, you feel important. What was that seventh grade class? Some of you that were in junior high in the years that I was, it was back in the late 80s. What was it called? Life skills? Does anybody remember that class? Life skills? I'll never forget Mr. D. They called him Mr. D because he has a long, hard to say French name. Mr. Delorimere was on the South Side at Heiser. And I remember Mr. D, I'll never forget, I'll never remember how never forget how he looked. And he wore, he said, Everyone is wearing a sign. He may have worn worn the sign. It's so graphic in my memory one day. He was teaching us. He said, Everyone is wearing a sign, whether you can see it or not, and that is make me feel important. I never forgot that. Everybody wants to be valued: husbands, wives, friends, teachers. We all want to be valued. Someone say valued. Yeah, you want to be valued. So when God hears you, you know that you have intrinsic value. You know that you have value with God. That helps you to remember that your identity is with God and He is your Father. Someone say, He's my Father. That's right. He's your dad. We don't say that much. Heavenly Dad. Pastor Angel Madera, he calls him Papa. To each their own, man. That's cool. But your Father in heaven, wow, your Father in heaven actually hears. Let's read that verse again. I, want, I really want to get this into you today. Let's read that, that little text or those two verses. And we are confident that he hears us. You know what? Let's read it together on the count of three. Let's read both verses. One, two, three. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Thank you. You're great listeners. God hears us. Someone say God hears. God hears. I could be wrong. I should have written it down. But I think the God who hears is El Shama. I believe in Hebrew. I think. Maybe you can double. The God who's there. Thank you. We got a resident theologian in the house. Would you look that up? What is the God who hears? Check that out, real quick. That's one of the names of God, is actually the God who hears. I'm right? Really? El Shama? John went to Israel, man. He came back speaking some Hebrew, and he's dangerous now. john said not dangerous enough thanks john for keeping me straight i was like i hope that's right and i said it john's like "Mm, nope that's not it okay jesus name it is el shama that's what google says trust google sometimes we're gonna just go with that let's just let it ride he is the god who hears and it's one of his names the god who hears Did you know wives want to be noticed? I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm telling you, I'm a good husband, but man, I have some flaws. And even after years of being married, we've been married 16 years, I know my wife still wants to be noticed and heard. Noticed. It moves me to say that even when I'm walking in love with my wife, there are areas that I don't have down just right, but I love this about God. You ready? He's perfect. He's the perfect father. He's the perfect listener. He's there always. You say, Man, well, I didn't feel him. That doesn't mean his word has changed. That doesn't mean his word has changed. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. Someone say, Never. He is the God who hears El Shama. The God who hears. Someone say, He is the God who hears. Mm -hmm. That's what God does. That's what God does. Let's go to Psalm 105.8. I love this. It says, he always stands by his covenant. The commitment he made to a thousand generations. He stands by it. Well, to stand by it, he's going to have to keep his word and remember it, huh? All through scripture, the word says that God remembered Noah was in the ark. Scripture says God remembered him. You read in Psalms, it says God remembered his covenant. God remembered. I was reading this morning about blowing trumpets to the Lord, the old school Old Testament. And, um, what, what is that, the book of Numbers? And it says when God hears these trumpets, he will remember his covenant. Not that he's forgotten, but it's really a reminder for us, but it shows that he remembers every time. God remembered Noah and God said every time I see the rainbow in the sky he didn't say I'm going to think of gay marriage and lesbian marriage he didn't say that Satan has twisted God's promise he said every time I see my bow in the sky I will remember my promise look how powerful this is my promise to you and all the animals God made a covenant with you and the animals that he's not going to flood the whole earth again so your pets are safe from a worldwide flood isn't that crazy A worldwide flood doesn't mean there won't be flooding for the cattle or whatever. I know animals die in floods sometimes, but there will never be a worldwide flood again. And he says, when I see my rainbow, this is the covenant I make with humanity and animals forever, that I will never destroy the earth with a flood again. He remembers. Someone say, God remembers. Yeah, let's put up that. Put up that point. This is what God does. He remembers He's the God who hears, and he is the God who remembers. Scripture says he will remember his, cov- his covenant and his promises to a thousand generations. What does that mean to us? A thousand generations sounds like forever, doesn't it? You say, well, a generation is 50 years or 100 years. Let's say it's 100 years, so that's what? 100 years times 1,000, that's a lot. We're not, I'm not going to have you multiply anymore because faith is going to shout out the answer. She was quick on that one. Nope. I do know this, though. God remembers. You know you as humans, did you know you love to be remembered? You love to be remembered. You may not be one of those people that tells everybody it's your birthday. But it's it's amazing when somebody knows because of Facebook or they just remember and they go, hey, happy birthday. That always throws me off. I remember I I went for a walk one time it was during, uh, I don't know, it seems like it was during COVID. It might have been before. My wife and I were going for a walk, and a guy walks by on the street. He's like, what's up, Matt, and Jen? He goes, Matt, happy birthday. I was like, you know, it, it didn't dawn on me. I'm like, baby, I, I don't even hardly see him anymore. She goes, Facebook. <laughs> Jen and John always post something real sweet for my birthday. I don't even mess with Facebook much. But it touches me. When someone remembers, but I'm going to tell you right now, the most valid remembrance, the most important thing in the universe for you is that God remembers. Scripture says he's not a man that he should lie. Scripture says in John, uh, sorry, Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will always remember his promises. And we're under a better covenant now because of the blood of Jesus. A better covenant, Scripture says, with what? Better promises. Can you imagine you've been promised now? No, you can spend time with God in the Holy of Holies now. You can enter in without a high priest, without the shedding of blood. Aren't you grateful, man? Without the shedding of blood, you can enter into God's presence because of the blood that Jesus shed. And God remembers. I'm not going to even hazard a guess at what that, that name of God is or the Hebrew word for remembers. But I know He remembers. He remembers you. He remembers me. So don't be down. Don't be down on yourself. God remembers. Let's move on. Proverbs 5.21 For the Lord sees clearly what a man does. I'm going to add woman to that. The Lord it just means humanity. Whatever mankind does, whatever humans do. The Lord sees clearly what we do. Examining every path we take. Everything. He examines it. He's watching it. Look at Genesis 16.13. Poor Hagar, she gets a bad rap in scripture just because she's the mother of Ishmael and then she mocked Sarah and all this, but she was just a young servant girl. She was put in a strange position. Can you imagine back then? Said, hey, I want you to have a baby for my, my husband. What? Really weird situation. It wasn't her fault either. But look at what it says. It says, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, you are the God Oh, man, I don't know why this is moving me so much right now. Thank God for his word. It says, you are the God who sees me. I've had people tell me that. I want to be seen. I want to be noticed. I want to be heard. Yeah. Husbands and wives, you want to be seen and noticed and heard by each other. Huh. The God who sees me. She also said, let's keep going, have I truly seen the one who sees me? Wow. The God who sees me why is it it's so important why is it so important that God hears and remembers and sees that means he's paying special attention to you you say yeah I I know I'm a child of God but I've had people believers who've known the Lord for a while and it it's like something goes over our head or we lose our our mind just briefly and go I don't even know if God notices me anymore remember the psalmist Do you remember what the psalmist said he said How long will you forget, O Lord? How long will you hide? You think God has forgotten and he's hiding from you? No, not really, but that's how he felt. That's how he felt when he'd pray and he didn't get answers yet. Here's the good news. God sees you. Someone say, God sees me. Say this. Say, I am noticed. I'm important to God. Say, I'm his child. Say it again. Say, I'm his child. Uh Uh-huh. God hears. He hears you. He remembers you. He sees you, wow, to be seen. And you know how it is. Maybe you've done this before. Somebody just didn't see you. You walk by and you said hi, and they, they didn't see you. And You thought, that was weird. Are they mad at me? Do they, maybe they just had their head down. Maybe they didn't want to be seen in public. Who knows? But it's odd, when it's even odder when someone, or more odd, when someone looks you in the eye and walks past, and you're like, I know them well, and they don't really see you. One day, I felt so bad. There's a family that they, they I guess they paint numbers at the houses. You know, those cool little numbers and designs for your, your street number, your address. And uh, they're very cool. I'd recognize them anywhere. But I pulled over to have a tire changed or checked over here at Hideaway. And they were all sitting around. And I looked right at them and and did my business, and they were sitting there waiting. I didn't. I don't know if they were getting all four tires changed. I felt so bad because here I am in my humanity, I didn't even pay attention to them. Not that I ignored them, and I'm glad they were gracious with me, but the guy's all, hey, and I go, oh my gosh, hi, you've been sitting there the whole time. I didn't realize it was y'all. It seems like it made him feel better to know that I actually saw him now. He looked, he looked a little less bummed. We hate being ignored. Did you know one of the best ways to train a dog is to ignore their behavior? If they're, say they're trying to jump on you, you turn and act like you're ignoring them. Try to get them to use the restroom. You want them to do what you, they need to do and not be distracted, you ignore them. Not with everything. Some dogs you ignore, they'll tear up the whole house. Y'all know. I'm not giving bad training advice here because we know. Our, our new puppy, we can't just ignore him. I Just leave him alone. He'll take care of himself. <laughs> no. But some, some things... My wife will tell me, just ignore him. You just, you just have to. But humans, we don't like to be ignored, and dogs don't like to be ignored. That's interesting. Some dogs will go all to pieces because you didn't greet them. So weird. Wow, God put that in them. But I have good news today. I have good news today that God sees you. He always sees you. He always sees your state. He sees what you're going through. He sees you. Hagar was in a terrible way. You know what had happened to her? One time she got ran off by her mistress. You know, you know, Sarah, the one who said, hey, go be with my husband. That same lady ran her off, and then Hagar went back, and then they ran her off again permanently. That was her, her lot in life. But God saw her, and he showed her, I'm here. I'm going to take care of you. Your boy's going to be a great nation one day. I've got you. God sees you. Someone say, God sees me. God sees me. Now let's go to Psalm 139, verse 1. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. No. Look at the word no. Focus on that. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on On my head. Wow. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Let me give you the fourth point today. And that is the God you serve and love. He knows. Scripture says. It says he looked down on the people of Israel. And knew it was time to act he knows us he knows perfect timing for our lives there's some of you have been waiting you say man i i I just feel like i'm waiting on god dad used to say this growing up many times many times god is waiting on us for some reason or another maybe to commit fully to him to worship him to start spending time with him to get into the word i don't know but God has his reasons. And there, you say, man, I've done everything. I've searched, I've searched for God. I seek him. I've been praying and reading the word. And I feel like he still hasn't answered me. Hey, God knows. Someone say God knows. He will know the perfect time to act. He already knows. He's with you. He knows all things. Script, scripture tells us. It doesn't use this word. But he is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. So don't you dare for a minute start thinking, no, God's forgotten. Why doesn't God know? Does God care? No, he hears, he remembers, he sees, and he knows. How many of you know it's good to be known? It's good to be known. It always throws me off when I go somewhere and someone remembers my name after I met him once or twice. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Man, it's good to be known. Or you go to order your coffee, and they go, uh, you know, and this isn't my order. They go, oh, yeah, um, three shots, decaf, whatever, light cream, right? Yeah. I think Pastor Jen went to the Starbucks in Albertsons one day. She was in line. By the time she got there, the guy had her coffee ready. Is that accurate? Because he saw her in line. Give him a raise, Starbucks. (laughs) I'm begging other people, you know, to help me out at the store. Help me out. I just want to be known. You ain't got to know my name, but just... In that moment, see me and, and know that I'm here and, and acknowledge. No, God has acknowledged that you're there. He created you. You are his son. You're his daughter. And he knows. I remember they had a saying growing up. I think it was my sister and one of her buddies. They had a saying growing up, and it was like saying, I promise. And they'd say, Jesus knows. I never knew what that meant exactly. They'd say, no, no, we're going to go, and he's going with us. And I, no, y'all aren't. That is not what happened. Uh-huh, Jesus knows. I remember them telling me that growing up I go Jesus knows y'all are lying cuz he knows everything. But it's important that you remember as believers, this is part of your rights in Christ that God knows you intimately. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew you before you were formed. He knew you as you were formed. He knew you after you were formed. And now you're breathing oxygen and living and working and serving God and reaching out to one person a week by faith. Someone say, amen. Amen. You can do it. One person a week. Show somebody else that it's good to be known. Show somebody else that you know, that you see. You've noticed them. You've heard what they're saying, and you notice them. Oh, man, the God who hears and remembers and sees and knows. He knows. Yeah, Jesus knows. Praise God. He knows everything, and he's watching. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He knows. He's with you. He's got you. Some of you have not gotten into your Bible yet. You haven't made it a habit as believers. I encourage you. I challenge you. I was going to say I rebuke you. No, not right now. We'll save that for later. I love you. I encourage you and challenge you. Get into the word because you will be shocked at what God knows about you and what's been written thousands of years ago. Somebody say, God hears. Let's do those. Let's do a let's do a review. This is what God does. Somebody say, God hears. Someone say, God remembers. Someone say, God sees. Someone say, God knows. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. I believe someone in this house needed to hear that word. I did. There were parts of that that I needed to hear again and again. Is there anyone in here at the sound of my voice that would say, Pastor Matt? I have never made Jesus the Lord of my life. I've never accepted Jesus. I've never confessed him as my Lord. I don't know where I'd go if I died. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you. You say, I need to. Get right with God. I need to accept Jesus. If you've never accepted the Lord, I want you to raise your hand today. We're going to pray. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray as a family. Right now, everybody in this house, say, Heavenly Father. Say, I recognize that without you, I'm a sinner. Everybody say it. Say, without you, Lord, I'm a sinner. Say, I need you. I call upon your mercy and your forgiveness. Please forgive me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Say, I know and I believe that you died and rose again for me. Say, you died and rose again for me. Say, and I confess and believe that Jesus is my Lord. I thank you for saving me, Lord. I thank you for your word. Now that I've confessed and believed, Lord, you've saved me from hell and from my ways. I praise you, Lord God. And say, I thank you. I give you the glory in Jesus' name. I want everybody to stand right where you're at. Right at your seats, right where you're at. If God is speaking to you about something this morning, or he did through this message, go ahead and raise your hand. We're going to pray together that that word will be reinforced and he will do something in your lives. I believe he's called us to change with his help, but he's called us to move on and be challenged, not to remain the same. Let's agree. I'm going to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for the word that has fallen on good ground. I thank you for your hand of grace and mercy and power over them. You are with them. You love them. You are the God of the universe, and we honor you and praise you for that. We thank you, Father, because there's none like you, and I thank you that you're taking care of your people. Lord, minister to them this word that was spoken today. It's your word. It's not mine. Let it continue to grow roots in their hearts, and let them put it to use and properly apply it this week. And above all, Lord, we will have faith. We will believe everything you've said, and we will act on it. Because you're the God who hears and remembers and sees and knows your people and your covenant. We thank you, Father. We give you glory today in Jesus' name.